Hey friends, did you know that you can come hang out with me in real life? That's right. The Work In Podcast and Savage Grace Coaching makes its home in a boutique studio space called The Loft Yoga and Wellness in historic downtown Spring Valley, Ohio. This hidden gem of the Miami Valley is nestled in between Dayton, Columbus, and Cincinnati. As a part of my mission to bring a legacy of resilience through movement, each month you can join me for a hike on the bike trail, followed by a free trauma-informed vinyasa class back at the studio on Main Street. Go to savagegracecoaching.com to see the calendar and join my newsletter, A Yoga Life on Main Street, to stay up to date on all the latest studio news, events, and gossip. And now... On to this week's episode. It's time to stop working out and start working in. You found the Work In Podcast for seriously stressed out professionals and the fit pros who serve them. This podcast is for resilient wellness professionals and their ever curious clients who want to connect the dots for lasting wellness. I'm your host, Erica Thomas, and I help outstanding individuals like you Find natural ways to shake off stress, tension, and trauma to burnout-proof body and business alike. The Work In is brought to you by Savage Grace Coaching, bringing trauma release and yoga together for resilience through movement. Private sessions, small groups, and corporate presentations are now open. Visit savagegracecoaching.com to schedule a call and get all the details. Hi there, everyone, and welcome back to The Work In. We are continuing our series on raising the bar in the fitness industry. And last time we started at the top with the discussion about certification mediocrity and how to raise the bar for yourself. So if you missed that one, go on and head back and listen to it whenever you're ready. My Taekwondo master always told me to hold yourself to a higher standard, and give everyone else the benefit of the doubt. And that's one of the things I live by in my professional career today. Today on the podcast, we are looking at how we can be better for our students by raising the bar for them. Wouldn't it be fabulous if no matter what the job everyone had, everyone was always striving to be better in some way? Sadly, that isn't the case, as we know. And in the fitness industry, you see all kinds of people who get into the field for all kinds of reasons. And from what I can tell, the ones who are committed to expanding their depth and breadth of knowledge are the ones who stick around for a long time. For coaches, it's really easy to get that certification and then just ride it for a while. And if you're not careful, the ever-changing world of wellness will leave you behind. Science changes. Health recommendations change. People and society change. And we change. And what it means for you to be a good coach changes also. All those things are important because you never know who will be standing in front of you at any given time. And if you're not big on self-awareness and you haven't cultivated any understanding of human nature, communication skills, or holding space, 
you risk your students. And I'm not just talking about their physical safety in movement. I'm talking about the mental and emotional side as well. And the fact that people vote with their feet. And if your sessions, classes, or calendar aren't full or getting any traction, there's only one person to blame. Ultimately, every or any class that you teach or workout you lead, you are the coach. You set the tone. You're the decider. And that's a lot of power. I have seen coaches who abuse that power to serve their own ego and coaches who enjoy years of success and loyalty from their students and everything in between those two. So what makes a successful, popular fitness coach? Is it followers on Instagram? Is it the perfect physique? Is it awesome music and beautiful choreography? Are they just natural-born motivators? Today's work in, we'll be exploring some of the ways to become the best of the best in the fitness industry. And we'll do that by challenging the myth of motivation. So what is that, the myth of motivation? In my mind, it's that someone else can make you do it or someone else can get the success for you or that you need that other person to have the results that, you need, that you're looking for. For coaches, it's really important that we understand, first and foremost, that we can't motivate anyone beyond the one hour that we're with them. And we shouldn't really want to. I don't want to. That's what made me the worst personal trainer because my goal was to help my clients never need me again. <laughs> we don't want to create dependence, right? We want people to be fully embodied and to fly the nest and stretch their wings and go beyond what we have to offer them. What we can do and what we should be focused on with our students and clients is to encourage, to inspire, to support, to help our clients see possibilities and shape their vision for what success is. What we should be doing, actively doing in our classes, in our leadership, is to raise the bar, show what's possible, cultivate that client's self-awareness, and encourage curiosity about that. So when I was practicing martial arts, we would line up at one end of the room and then there would be targets down at the other end of the room. And oftentimes those targets were set 
really, really high, like inhumanly high. So people would almost invert themselves to try to tap that target with their big toe. And maybe they could make it more often than not, because we were all human in these classes, we would miss. We would miss not because we could not be accurate, but we would miss because the bar was so high. But I will tell you something right now that we kicked far higher with that bar set way above where we thought we could kick than we would have had someone been holding that target where we already knew that we could reach. And that is the beauty about raising the bar in any situation. You will always get farther than what you imagined you could do when someone helps you stretch to that next level. And that, I believe, is truly what our calling is in the fitness industry, to help people stretch, challenging every single person in the room. That's what raising the bar means. Exercise is pointless without challenge. We need to help our people find their edge because that's where all the benefit lives. No one shows up to a class anywhere to do the least amount possible. They're there for more. They're looking for more than they imagine they can do. And you're there to lift those people up. My rule of thumb for every class that I plan and lead is to offer something that I personally would find challenging. And I never make them do anything that I can't or wouldn't do myself. I am with them all the way and they know it. I let them know it. This, for myself, it keeps things really, really fresh. And that's important because if you're going to be any kind of fitness instructor or coach for the long term, you do not want to get bored. You do not want to offer the same kind of workout every single time, every single group. Everyone is different. So you need that refresh as well. And just a side note here, just a little sidebar. There is nothing worse than an instructor that can't keep up with her class. (laughs) So if you don't think that you can do it, or if you're not feeling 100% any particular day, it's okay to set up a different class format where you don't have to in that moment. And this speaks to really being uh, rooted in your own self-awareness, like what can you do today? And there is no shame in that. It just means that you're taking care of yourself too. You need to be aware of the energy that it takes for you to really lead that class. And what do you do? What can you do? What is required of you to show up as your best in that moment? So really, really think about that during your planning process. We are there to show them what's possible, to show them what's possible for them, for their own body and to offer choices and then follow that up 
by creating successes. We don't want to set people up to fail, right? When people walk out of your room feeling like they can't do it, they're not coming back. So this is really important, this three-pronged approach to how you plan things. Show them what's possible, offer the choices, and then create successes. That is your entire purpose in front of that group class. So this is where you allow them to practice being the expert in their own body, being intentional with their choices. It feels really good to go for it and have a cheerleader. And at the same time, knowing that someone has your back, knowing that someone is with you and will support you and can help you get there. And that is your job. Show them what's possible, offer choices, and help them succeed. Adding value beyond the burn in the room is really important long-term. This is really something where you are going to set yourself apart. So we want to include the brain in our workout plan. Your brain and their brains. And this could be done in many, many different ways. And this is where we've talked about before how as instructors, we want to be really, really aware of who we are, our most authentic self, and really lean into our thing. So this is where you can draw this value add. Maybe it's fun facts about fitness or nutrition. Maybe it's specific tips on why or how you are doing things the way you're doing them in the class. Maybe there's specific things about how they could do this workout or repeat this workout at home. And this opens the door to conversation with your people, to connection with your people, and it helps you establish a new level of professional credibility and trust that goes way beyond those letters after the, after your name. Because let's face it, nobody really cares about that. Nobody even introduces themselves with those certification letters anymore. So I'm going to leave it there with you to think about those things. And next time, we're going to go a bit deeper into raising the bar and dusting off some of our basic instructor skills, how to handle difficult students, and how to really use trauma-informed knowledge to protect your own energy and really kind of oil your feathers for um, long-term success in fitness. And speaking of that professional credibility, I've created a free guide to help you hold space for your classes in a trauma-informed way for any format. And you can get that guide at savagegracecoaching.com as well as sign up for my next one-day yoga retreat in the Dayton, Ohio area. Registration opens soon, so check it out. And in the meantime, follow me at Real Savage Grace on Instagram and Facebook at Savage Grace Coaching. See you next time, everyone.